The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Tuesday, October 31st. Your Jacksonville Jaguars, they are 6-2, heading into their bye week. It's Halloween Day. Happy Halloween to all of y'all out there. But even more importantly than Halloween today for the Jacksonville Jaguars, it is trade deadline day. It's the last day of the NFL regular season that teams are allowed to make trades between each other. So the Jaguars, if they want to go pursue any veteran talent that's on any other team right now, today's the final day to do it, and you got to do it by 4 p.m. Eastern time. So the Jaguars, I think you'd be very surprised at this point with a 6-2 and two football team if they pursued a top player at any position. I think it's much more likely that if the Jaguars do look to make a trade that they pursue depth pieces uh, in certain spots. You know, they've flirted with the Daniel Hunter situation. Chase Young is potentially available from the Washington Commanders, one of the most talented edge players to enter the leagues, dealt with some injuries and stuff for a while. Um, but I think that the Jaguars, again, much more likely if they do pursue a trade to come down with more of a depth type player than a guy who's going to crack the starting lineup. And I think the reasoning for that is they're really good football team right now. The Jaguars are, um, they have a damn good starting lineup that they don't really want to interfere with. They don't want to lose the trust of the guys in the locker room right now. You know, this starting lineup has gotten them to this point. Why do you need to switch up things in a big way? at this point in the year when you're clicking so well. And then also you've just got the factor in that, that trading for a depth piece is going to be cheaper from a draft capital standpoint and from a monetary standpoint if it's a player that you decide you want to try to keep around following the year. So there's a lot of different factors. Um, and there's the strong possibility, probably even probability, that the Jaguars don't make a move at all. Most teams are not going to make a trade today. So that's just kind of the way it goes in the NFL. You're not having every single team out here trying to make a trade. Teams are going to be on the phone. They're going to be checking what's going on. But I don't think that the uh, most likely scenario is that a trade happens. In fact, I definitely think most likely is that a trade does not happen for the Jaguars this year. But last year at the deadline, Jaguars shocked the world. Trade for Calvin Ridley. Trent Baalke got it going on. Uh, one of the most heady moves that I've seen from an NFL GM, from an NFL team, in some time, I thought it was awesome by Trent Baalke there. Uh, this year, what's in store? I think, again, if you're trading, you're trading for depth in key spots to make sure that if you have an injury here or there, that you can survive. So let's get into it here. I would love to see the Jaguars trade for a pass rusher because that's the one spot for me at edge rush that um, you know, you're constantly rotating players. So for me, getting a depth player at that spot they actually have an, a chance to impact the game on a weekly basis. It's not just an insurance policy, right? And I think what you have beyond Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, who are your clear starters, you have Dewan Smoot, who I think is starting to ramp up, starting to play a little bit better. I think he's going to, you know, hopefully by the time the playoffs come around, be close to what he was uh, last year when he was making a big impact for you. But beyond that, what do you have? I mean, Caleb on Chason, yes, he's getting some numbers here and there. 
pressures, quarterback hits, sacks, what have you. But for me, I don't think he's playing at a very high level at all. Um, Yasir Abdullah was a you know game day inactive this past week. I think the Jaguars could definitely use another edge, an edge three, quite frankly. And I think there's some guys potentially available. You know, Josh Uche not getting a ton of snaps for the Patriots. He has been a designated pass rusher for them. He's in the final year of his rookie deal. So you've got like a little rental situation going on. I think those are the types of moves that you're going to be looking at. Short-term rental that could just pay dividends in a year where you are in win-now mode. You have an opportunity to go compete for your conference title. You know, you're tied at the top of the conference, six and two leading your division, you have a chance to, to try to push things here, try to push your chips into the middle and go get your first Super Bowl in franchise history. I think pursuing a player that could really enhance the Jaguars pass rush while also not taking Trayvon Walker off the field in base could be really beneficial. I think Josh Uche fits that bill. I think Justin Houston also fits that bill. And of course, he was available to sign for not very much this offseason. So you look at that and you're like, well, does Trent Baalke want to trade for a player that he could have signed this offseason? Probably not. Uh, but I certainly would be looking at it. You know, the Panthers not having the best season overall. Um, I think if Justin Houston could come in here and be your edge three and really be a DPR designated pass rusher, that could be huge. Carl Lawson, I think, makes some sense as a guy who has the talent to contribute to a pass rush, but he's not currently getting much opportunity in New York. Um, he does have some of the shortest arms you'll ever see on an edge player, which may not be uh, in Trent Baalke's wheelhouse there. He likes the guys that are big, strong, athletic, with great arm length um, and all that stuff. So maybe Carl Lawson doesn't make sense from that standpoint, but I think just from a production standpoint, a guy who could come in and be a better edge three than what you currently have. I do think that. Um, and I'd still love to see them bring in Melvin Ingram. I have no idea what type of shape Melvin Ingram is in right now. This is a guy, though, who has done it for a long time in the NFL at a high level as a pass rusher. Last few years in the league, he was playing more of that designated pass rush role. You want to bring in a guy who's comfortable with that role because you want someone who's had experience just having to come in and rush the passer and not be able to get going on all three downs. And again, you if you're Trent Baalke, you do not want to take Trayvon Walker off the field. I mean, this is your first overall pick in 2022, and I think he's playing really well in base. I think he's showing some signs of maturity as a pass rusher on third down. And uh, this is a guy that he's now on pace for eight sacks. He's racking up the pressures over the last few weeks. I think you can feel pretty good about Trayvon Walker. You just need your Arden Key, right? You need your guy that's going to come in and be able to create pass rush Um when you when you need to call upon him and I think that any of the guys we just mentioned kind of do make sense for that role now I would not be against going and, and trying to land a big fish if you're the Jaguars but that seems much less likely than pursuing a, a depth piece at edge um, beyond edge I think you could look at potentially you know interior offensive line if I was the Jaguars I'd probably be interested in, in that potentially but the, they like their guys a lot. You know, they constantly rave about Luke Fortner at center, despite him having some struggles um, here in year two, a third round pick in 2022 for the Jaguars. Walker Little's going to be coming back. You feel great about him. Brandon Sheriff, you feel great about him as well for the most part at right guard. So I, I don't really see them making a play for an interior offensive lineman, especially with the depth that they feel like they have. They love Tyler Shatley as well. So I'm not sure that they would be really interested in that market either. Um, I don't know that they would be interested at cornerback, but when you look at some of their depth um, that, that's been happening, you know, 
Tyson Campbell missing games with the hamstring. Uh, Gregory Jr., he's still uh, not available yet. They did they did start his 21-day practice window, so Gregory Jr. will be back at some point. Christian Braswell still out right now. I just think when you look at the depth and, and the injury issues at corner, I don't think it would be a bad idea to go look at someone who could maybe play some outside corner for you instead of having to bring up a Tavon Campbell um, on a weekly basis type of deal. I do think when they're fully healthy at corner that they're set, right? Tyson Campbell, Darius Williams, clear outside starters, really good players for the Jaguars. Darius Williams playing at a Pro Bowl level right now. You know, Trey Herndon playing very well overall in the slot for them. Um, And then they feel good about Gregory Jr., Buster Brown, Christian Braswell. So I think when they're fully healthy, they definitely don't need depth. But they're not fully healthy right now. So could you go pursue a depth player? I mean, Jalen Johnson just requested a trade from the Bears. He's a starter in this league, but is he a guy that maybe you could bring in on a short-term rental? Would he want to go to a team on a short-term rental where he's not even guaranteed to start? Probably not. I don't know how that plays out, but I'm just trying to think about areas where the Jaguars could fortify what they have. I do think they could fortify at corner. I do think they could fortify the interior of the offensive line. And quite frankly, with the way Luke Fortner is playing, I wouldn't mind trying to see Tyler Shatley in there at center when, when Walker Little gets back. But we'll see how it all plays out there. Um, the Jags, I think if they feel good about their guys coming back over this bye week, you know, as I mentioned, Walker Little, um, Tyson Campbell, Gregory Jr., they probably don't pursue a player uh, outside of potentially edge. I just can't really see it happening. Um and I, I, I don't see them pursuing center, as I mentioned. I just think that they have too much confidence and faith in Luke Fortner right now. And if they're not going to roll with him, they probably just want to roll with Shatley. And again, outside of edge, I just don't know where the Jaguars go at this trade deadline. Um, maybe receiver, depending on, again, injury, when you think Zay is coming back. Uh, he's been dealing with a knee injury for a while now. I think without Zay Jones, you're definitely missing an element of verticality of the offense, the speed, the ability to get big-time separation outside of Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and, and Calvin Ridley. But when you look at that as your top three, Ridley, Ingram, and Kirk, you still feel really damn good about that as your top three receiving options. So maybe you're fine to just stand pat without Zay Jones until he's back which could be, you know, after the bye, could be a couple more weeks. Not sure where he's at there. Um, I definitely don't think the Jaguars should be sending off any assets right now at the moment, you know, selling any assets. I think, again, for the Jaguars, when you're in a, a season like this where you're atop the conference and you have an opportunity to really push for a Super Bowl run, I don't think you want to get rid of any depth. I think you keep all the depth that you can and you try to make sure that no matter what happens, you're going to give yourself an opportunity to win football games down the stretch. Again, it is most likely for your Jaguars that they do not get a deal done, that they don't make a big move here, but we will see. Certainly surprised me last year with the Calvin Ridley trade. Could you see some more bulky ball here on this Halloween edition of the NFL trade deadline. We will find out throughout the day. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. If you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You can check out ginjag.com slash shop, pick up some new Duval gear. Y'all have a good one and happy Halloween.